The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Road and recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. We are being recorded from behind the bench uh, by Kelder Manufacturing, who will likely pass this off to Oklahoma State later. Um, so hopefully everything's going to be good for the rest of the show. Grant Mahoney, welcome. Uh, I think Kelderman's probably would do a better job of of cheating, even if I mean just just uh, that seems like a, like a, a knock, but just anything they do, they're going to do well. I'm just they're not going to cheat, but if they did something, if they're going to make something, they're going to do it well. So if they're going to make a tape for Iowa State to steal, it's probably going to be a pretty high-quality tape. Yeah, and I would imagine if they were a, a low-quality person and to the point where they would come after someone's integrity, they'd probably do it at a better job than Jerome Tang yeah, if, did. If, if, at least make it, like, somewhat believable. Or plausible, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it, they probably just... I mean, they're not going to do things that are shady, but if they were going to... They'd just probably do a better job at it. And they probably confess to it and apologize after the fact. Yeah, if they did, because yeah. they're stand-up guys. So uh, we're in the Wild Rose Casino studios, uh, and that was the weirdest intro that we could have done. But last week was the weirdest week that Iowa State's had in a while. Um, we're going to get to the the Kansas-Kansas State stuff because we spend a good amount of time talking with... like, Is, is legend too soon? I mean, you no, can't he, be a legend he, within like f- five days. But but ascending star. But his his family is pretty legendary. That's true. There's his, a, his family is legendary, and he has gone like into cyclone lore. He's cy- quickly. Yeah, cyclone lore like really fast. I mean, when when you talk about Kansas State crybaby or Jim Carrey crybaby, um, Jeff guy fan, whatever you want to say, people know who you're talking about. Yeah, right away. Right away. So, so uh, we're gonna be joined by the cyclone Jim Carrey. Not, uh, not even not even just Iowa State. You you can you can ask Barstool Sports. You can probably ask Sports Center. I'm sure you asked Shaquille O'Neal if I had his number. Say, hey, do you know who? Uh, did you see this? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I mean, because just so so well done. So we we talk with uh, Cyclone Jim Carrey, uh, John Swanson. Yeah, uh, for a good amount of time. So that's kind of the back half of the episode. So we're gonna get into we get into a lot of the Kansas State stuff. So we're not gonna really talk about it at the top of the show. Um, we the, the the thing that I wanted to get in is I mean it's it's still it is too bad that Brock Purdy's just a game manager. I mean yeah. he 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 could be so good if he just. I mean, made plays with his feet or extended plays a little bit, or, I mean, if he was able to pass or come back from behind and beat good teams, I mean, win big games. I don't know. Maybe he's a game manager. He's not I mean, good enough. Jeepers. He just sits back in the pocket like a statue and just dumps off the ball to, just his, throws to, to, to the, the Avengers. Catheter. He doesn't, he just, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's basically captain America at every position. Yeah. He, I think he's just a fill in for their, their uh, franchise quarterback. Yeah. This, I mean, it, if he was a little better, they might, the 49ers, they might win a game. If he was a little bit taller, shot mm. call. I don't know the rest of the words. Uh, I don't remember the rest of the, I don't, who's that? I'm going to fold the, I'm a brain fart on the, uh, the actual artist and I'm yeah. myself on trivia. So I apologize to the listeners for not having that. Um, I'm going to, that's going to pop into my head at like three o'clock in the morning. Who actually sings that? Pop uh, out of bed. Grant. Um, so this weekend, uh, the games, neither, I would say neither one of the teams that I wanted like to win with my soul one uh, NFL you're talking NFL wise because I mean I'm, but the NFC we talked about in last week's show like whoever won I was cool with it because San Francisco wins Brock gets in the NFC or in the end of the Super Bowl and no downside there but like the Lions I'm just like a habitual underdog like I can't cool story I can't not root for an underdog pretty much no matter what uh and then the Ravens Chiefs game like 
I will say it though, Chiefs were kind of fun to watch this weekend. Especially I their I offense. I didn't get to watch any of that game. Especially their offense. We, and we were all doing chores. Uh, the defense was still whatever, but the offense was, I mean, it's fun to watch. Like when Kelsey and Mahomes are on like that, it is, it's like poetry, like to, it is so well done. So I, but it's annoying. So like, again, as underdog fan, the chiefs have been to four of the last five Super Bowls. The 49ers have been to four of the last five NSV championships and two of the last five Super Bowls. They've had their seat at the table. It's time to, they've, they've been at the water fountain for like, a minute and a half now and everybody else behind the, at the water fountain is just like, Hey, can, can you guys move a little, can you guys move a little bit? Uh, and they won't. And I just want somebody else to get a drink at the water fountain, but I'm happy that Brock made it. Do you know what the two biggest storylines of the super bowl are, are going to be Taylor Swift and Brock Purdy? Yes. That's awesome. Oh my God. That's awesome. That's, oh my that, God. That is my dream. <laughs> That's awesome. It's Aiden noted Swifty who will wear tour sweatshirts and t-shirts. I am actually here. wearing my Taylor Swift, uh, Errors to her shirt right now. Underwear. Didn't even oh. think about that, but that's uh, that's wow. That I, is I bet Aiden's Steph Copley. Steph Copley is probably gonna be torn. I mean, yeah. Do you root for Brock? Well, that's true. I mean, not even just Steph, but like all Chiefs fans who are also Iowa State fans. Yeah. This all this sort of feels like it's the same like win win. You know, like as as uh, if Brock does well and they win and the 49ers win, that Brock gets a Super Bowl ring and that's freaking cool. Uh, and if that's a national championship, by the way. What if Iowa State or if, if I mean Iowa State wins the Super Bowl? Yes. Brock? Yep. Yep. Uh okay. It's fun. Can't claim it. That's a ten win season too. So there that's you go. Uh, count well, that's next year. Grant's already called that. I Sorry. did. Yep. Um but yeah, I mean that's that's this this game, the fact that Taylor Swift and Brock Purdy are going to be the two lead stories. What wild world are we just spinning our way into? So so Taylor Swift is she's been obviously a story for the Chiefs twenty five years. Well, I mean, like for the Chiefs oh, this, yeah. this whole season, but it's it's going to be I think it's going to be even more of an emphasis because her last <laughs> show on her uh, Eros tour is in Tokyo the night before, but there's such like an hour change, like a time change, or whatever. She can get back. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it now. There's gonna be a Taylor Swift um, flight tracker. Yeah, like flight tracker, like a watch. Like, ooh, like at what point is she gonna arrive to the game? Um, she may get there before the game starts, but I, th I think. It might be close. That's a that's a lot of uh, Aiden. I'm going to need you to get on that. Just make sure that you got the Taylor Swift watch. Yeah. So I feel like me and Grant definitely saw the same tweet about like I saw the flights. On Instagram. And stuff. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah. Same thing. Where it was like all the flights and stuff that she's take. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you guys see that they also changed? So flights from Kansas City to Las Vegas. The flight there is 1989. Like the flight number. Oh my god. The flight back is 87. Oh my god. Oh my God! Did they they, oh. they change those shows? Or that's just, or is that just there's no way that's a coincidence. There's like, no way of all the numbers that those flights could be. There's no way that that's not. Yeah, a, they definitely did that on purpose. You yeah. think? Um, I, regarding Taylor Swift, can can I get like a, like a little just monkey off my chest? I don't sure. know if what the expression is. Monkey off your back. Yeah, D depends. Uh, get it off your chest. Monkey off your back. Got it. Um, get it off my chest. Get the monkey off your chest. Get Jeff. the monkey off your chest. I'm just hugging the monkey. Um, when people gripe about Swift being on TV too much, I think that's one of those, those instances, you know, so like my wife and I bought a car last August for her to, to better kind of handle a car seat. So we wanted one, we got a Hyundai Palisade. It's a nice vehicle. Great car. We'd get one if we would recommend, uh, and unsponsored ad, unsponsored ad, um, but buy it used from Carl Chevrolet. Uh, sponsored but ad. the, when you're, when we're shopping, and you're looking and you're like, all right, we know that we're going to get a Palisade. And then you start looking for whatever. You see just a thousand Palisades everywhere. It's just the car that you're looking to buy. 
you just see it everywhere. So it's that bias of things that you're looking for. They just show up because you're focusing on it. Taylor Swift, I think, I don't know the exact number. I think prior to like the post-game celebration, I think she was on TV six times in the entire three and a half hour time window that they had, three, three and a half hour time window. But it seems like she was on the screen for like five hours if you're looking for it. So really the way that they do that is they have, it's not taking away from the game. It's just like an establishing shot. So like there's a, you know, they're coming back from commercial or uh, they, someone catch a touchdown pass, Travis Kelsey catch a touchdown pass rather than cutting away to a fan or cutting away to a cheerleader or cutting away to like uh, Clark Hunt, who's like clapping in the, in the owner's box. They just cut to Taylor Swift. It's just, a, it's the same. It wouldn't have been game footage in the moments that they show her it would have cut to somebody else in the stands or on the sideline. They just put Taylor Swift there because she's one of the two to three biggest stars on the planet I right mean, now. She, she is our generation's Marilyn Monroe. Or Elvis Presley. Like yeah. It's the same thing. Like yeah. such a huge she's, star. She's a generational. That like I mean. you go, huh, I wonder what she's doing. And like it, it, that's, but if you go through and look at the amount of times and the actual total time that she's on screen, very, very little. So if you are complaining about how much she's on, it's just because you're looking for a Hyundai Palisade and now every Palisade on the, on the street shows up in your face. So like, it's not if total objectively, it's not a lot. And also you're bringing in so many like random viewers, uh, that like, I don't know, my sister-in-law doesn't really care about the chiefs, but it's like this whole love story thing is kind of fun. So she'll tune into the game because of that. And so you're bringing an extra audience to that because of that. So like, the 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 swifty hate as far as being on there i don't get it like i don't either I don't one, get it. one thing too i've seen people preach aiden yeah all right preach. so aiden's gripes aiden's yes. i've seen people tweet aiden's assholes like, oh, whoa <laughs> um like <laughs> could you imagine if they showed travis kelsey highlights at a taylor swift concert like that would be pretty sick they Not i'm pretty sure lie. and they would love it if if he was there they 100 yeah. would they They'd would 100 cutting cut to him singing it's a love story like if right. he was singing that and they cut to that on camera people would lose yeah. it the whole stadium would lose it if he's singing a song and they show him out there for me it's like people are thinking you know taylor swift there's no place for her it shouldn't belong in football we want you know we, we want to watch football to to get away from that stuff but it's like taylor swift and like she can she, she's she's a human too I and mean, she can be a, a quote-unquote normal person too just cheering on football she just happens to be the most famous person, yeah, who happens to be dating a, a guy who's in the Super Bowl now. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't like the, the the hate that she gets because it's encouraging little girls to 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 look up to her, to to watch football, to open their horizons a little bit, and and I, I don't get the hate either. It's it's I feel like it's nothing but good for the NFL that. And I will say the, the two worlds. Have I will say collided. the first. I can kind of understand like the first time that they were like. Is Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey? Are they are they dating? Are they doing? Are, are they dating? Are they gonna? Is she gonna be there? And then they like showed her like forty five times. Like that was the first game. But also, there's no precedent. Like no, never prior to this. So like Joe DiMaggio and Marilyn Monroe did. They were married for a while. Like they they were together. If that happened today, would have been the exact same thing. Every time yes. they left the game, then there was a story in the next day's newspaper of Joe DiMaggio, and Marilyn Monroe walking out of the stadium with a headline. You know, Joe and Marilyn head off to town. Like it's it's that no matter what. It's just today's version of that. Well, and this may be an unfair comparison because she's not the president, but if 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 Joe Biden were at, at multiple Chiefs games, he would be shown on the T on TV all the time too, because it's it's a it's a 
super famous person. You know what's crazy? Person. You know what's crazy is that we're comparing Taylor Swift's level of famousness to the president of just, the United no, I, States. I just said I no, want to. you said it. it's true. Like if it, less derisive, they're, they're, but they're known world worldwide. Yeah, less derisive. I would imagine less people hate Taylor Swift than hate any president over the last sure. 25 years. I, I'm going to make the argument more people know who Taylor Swift is than the Joe, Joe Biden. That's sure. probably true. Across the world. That's probably true. Uh, can, can I, can I um, if we're done with Taylor Swift, can I give a grand scribe for a second? Yeah. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey doing what they did to Justin Tucker pregame. You see that? Uh, okay, please explain that situation because uh, I wasn't necessarily, like I was watching that one. I try and watch most things, even like, I get annoyed with the Chiefs defense personality. Offense is generally pretty fun, but like try and watch things like an alien from space. And there's usually two sides to most things. Describe the situation. And I would like to know your side of it. So, and I'm going to, I'm going to give both sides of it actually. So in, in pregame, the, the quarterback, the, the, the quarterback, go, the quarterback goes and gets warmed up, throws, you know, gets his arms. You know, you saw Dak with his, with his hip twist, you know, that that's his warm up. whatever Mahomes is doing whatever he needs to do. Kelsey's doing whatever he needs to do. And Justin Tucker had his, his helmet. Um, on the goal line with two balls next to it, and he had his his sticks. So the the the, the holder that holds the ball, we mm-hmm. call them sticks as kickers. And he was he was stretching, and Kelsey came up, and you know he tossed them. Which I understand. You know Mahomes was close to stepping on those. If he had he stepped and rolled his ankle, be a bad deal. And Tucker did kind of have his stuff on the goal line, and he was probably two yards, you know, away but from isn't it. Isn't this in Kansas City territory? Like like the, you've on it's, on warm up. Okay. So in warmups, generally speaking, so just to clarify more of like the nuance of this, generally speaking in warmups, at a certain point, there's the 50 yard line, and then there's as one team warms up, they have the side on the east side of the stadium from 50 or 49.9 yard line all the way through the back of the end zone. And on the other side, 49.9 yard line all the way to the back of the end zone is the uh, opposing team. But kickers, even during those times, a kickoff is kicked from the minus 35 and usually goes through the end zone. So if you start kicking from the 50, like your side of the field, you'd be kicking it like 15 rows deep into the stands every single time you went to kick it. So there is some, even during those times, there's some transfer where the kickers do go into the opposing territory to kick out of it to their own team. Yes and no. So yet, yes, there is. But at a certain time, so far in advance of the game, the field's wide open. So, so there are no the Chiefs half, the Ravens half. So it, Which you, I would imagine that's usually when you have these dust up scuffles of man, you a bitch ass bitch. So, nah, you a bitch. So I, I like, had there's the little scuffles. I had that happen to me in Colorado. We played there my I think sophomore year. Whoever their quarterback was came out and basically did the same thing, tell me to get out of here. I was like, no, like I'm not I'm not moving. I I've already warmed up down here. I need to warm up on this end to see where the wind's going. And at this point in in pregame, I knew I had like ten minutes before like Colorado's half took over. I was like, no, like I still have time to be here. Like, I'm not gonna let you bully me around. And I got in his face and, and then whoever the coach at the time was like, Grant, let's just, let's move on. I was like, no, I'm not gonna let a guy just tell me to get out of here. I'm, I need to get warmed up too. No, I'm gonna shove him in a locker. That's right. And then say what's up to his mom. Um, but are we girlfriend? No, we, we, we already just skipped past the girlfriend. He, he was dating an ugly girl. Oh, so I say what's up to his mom. He was got a it. handsome fellow. Um, so Tucker though, <laughs> uh, Tuck, Tucker was getting warmed up, just stretching and, and Kelsey had taken, taken his two footballs and like tossed them, tossed his sticks and then toss his helmet, which the balls are in, in the helmet's fine. You don't touch another kicker sticks, though. You don't do that. So he did that, whatever. Tucker came back. Did you touch my drum set? Same thing. Yeah. I know he touched my drum set. Did you touch my drum set? I saw it. Um, but then Tucker came back, got his stuff, had it set up so he had the ball, so he had the, he had the sticks holding the ball, and he was taking his steps back, walking backwards, and then Mahomes after, Mahomes after he threw it, kicked the sticks. 
And Tucker was like, okay, man. And I saw Tucker mouth to Mahomes, it's over for you, bro. And Tucker was interviewed after the game, like, oh, did you say anything? Tucker's like, no, no, I didn't say anything. Like, hmm. I'm not a very good lip reader, but I can I can read when someone says, it's over for you, bro. And then Mahomes, I'm assuming, he's like kind of struggling. I'm, I'm sure he was like, yeah, we'll see. But for Poke, me, for trust, me. So Tucker poked the bear. He did. And and I think he knew what he was doing because I'm sure he was lined up in the middle of, of the upright, which is what you want to do. You know, as a kicker, you probably start with no steps and one steps. So no steps is you just have your plant foot next to the ball. And swing your foot around. And swing your foot and, and try to, you know, you're trying to make good contact and get the ball up and over the upright. Usually you do that from, you know, the middle of the end zone to, to really get the ball up. So Tucker was at the goal line, which I think he knew what he was doing. He was, you know, he was, he was in, agitating. Yes. He was infringing on, he, he could have been on that side of the field and been in, in their general vicinity and not been, you know, within a yard of where Mahomes was snapping the ball, no matter if he was snapping the ball from and dropping back. I think he could have, you know, taken two steps to the left, two steps, whatever, you know, and, and moved. You know, I saw on the, on the Pat McAfee show, he was saying that when, you know, this happened to Vinatieri and, and they'd basically be like, hey, like, where he wants to go? Like, let us know, we'll move. And Tucker is very much like, I'm here, I'm not moving. So I think he kind of knew what he was getting into. However, I will say Mahomes and Kelsey did not handle it the right way. Well, neither one handled it that right way. Though. They did not. So, I mean, you you instigate and then you get but pushed it, back because the instigator. Like there's two two stubborn guys just, you know, Mahomes is like, you know, we're here. Move your shit out of my way. And, and Tucker's like, it's open field, man. I'm here. And neither one of them was like, hey, man, let's be civil about this. Let's let's find some middle ground. They're, they're, all, I mean, they're all pro bowlers. You know, they're all, all three of those guys are the best. They're the, Hall of Famers. Yeah. The, all three of them are potentially the best at their position, respectively. Um, but they could have had a conversation and they didn't. So I guess what I'm trying to say. Don't touch a kicker sticks, but also have a conversation. Uh, Grand scribes. Grand scribes. Grand scribes. Uh, don't touch the sticks. Don't touch the sticks. Um, you, you know what? Actually, at kicking camps, the big thing was to steal. At band st- camp? Yeah. yeah uh, no, kicking camp oh. was was to steal sticks because a lot of times, because you know, they're, they're the, the three things, the, the three prongs, and then when, mm-hmm. when there's leaning, when there's no ball, a lot of times people will accidentally step on this. And, and so, it dents so, it. So, yeah, so now you got like a wonky one. It's so, like, Dude, primo, you go and find like a like a brand new sticks that they're all red and white, no chip, and just like switch out. <laughs> mine, mine now. And then write your name on them. Well, dibs. Yeah. Dibs. I dibs it. Never did that though. Can't triple stamp, but double stamp. Uh no, yeah. You can't see a wink on a podcast, Grant. Uh, that's what um I think the other the only other thing we can get before we I want to talk about Kansas or I want to talk about Kansas was uh Lions game. Uh great game. That I mean, such a great game. I feel so bad for Detroit because again, my heart roots for pretty much any underdog. Uh, and I also like there, there is from the, the very little discussion that I've seen, uh, because again, I don't usually get on the, the, the interwebs. Uh, there's some hate for Campbell for going for it in, in a couple situations. And the two, I think that you get the most beef with one, I can justify. And the other one, I can't. So one, I think was a reasonable, if not risky gamble. And the other one was a mistake. And so the two situations were one is you, they have the ball. I don't know the exact time on the clock, but I think it was like four minutes and some change. And they go for it on fourth down, down three in easy field goal range guaranteed. It's almost layup because it is it Fox. It's the kicker. Uh, no, Bagley. Bagley. But Which Riley Patterson was their kicker when Bagley went out there. Go, what did Bagley get on this team? So anyway, like that from, from back, I mean, that's a, it's a layup. It's been like the 27, 30 yard line, something like that. That's a layup in that situation. Even with all the pressure, you got it. Uh, but he went for it on fourth and three and play got blown up incompletion. Wasn't really all that close. Then the 49ers 
they were so uh, the Lions were down three 49ers drive down to score and then the Lions get the ball back so it might have been six minutes left but anyway Lions get the ball back and then they have to go two scores so that situation of it's fourth down in field goal range everyone's saying you need to take the points I can understand and here's the argument the reason why he rolled the dice on that one which is if you it's a one he's been going for it on fourth down all year like that's that's not anything new uh two is if you're if you convert that you're not saying we need seven instead of we need three but if you get a new set of downs you start putting the 49ers in the territory where one of two things happens either one they don't use their timeouts and you then take it from say six minutes or whatever the time was on the clock and you subtract then basically every set of downs is about two minutes so you then subtract two minutes off the clock and then kick a field goal and then it shortens the game for the amount of time the 49ers have to actually go do something with it and you still have all your timeouts. Yep. So even if they go score, score a touchdown, you would have the capacity to come down. So if you convert it, you burn time, you reduce their possessions. Best case scenario, you get in the end zone. There is a risk for not getting it, which is what happened. But I can understand that one because you're trying to burn both time and points in that situation. If you have a great play, run it. The other one that is a mistake was when it's they're on the goal line. It's first and goal, they throw a pass, incomplete. Second and goal, they throw a pass, incomplete. Third down, they've got two timeouts left. Or excuse me, they got all three timeouts left. They're down two scores. You must score twice. It doesn't matter what order those scores come in, whether that's field goal, touchdown, touchdown, field goal, or touchdown, touchdown. It doesn't matter. You have to get one touch, at least one touchdown, but some other mechanism of scoring. So if you, what they, what they did is they ran the ball on third down, thinking that David Montgomery was just going to be able to get in. But the play that they ran involved Josh Reynolds blocking Nick Bosa at the point of attack. You either have your best play or you don't run the ball. So you bring in seven offensive linemen and have Panay Sewell run right in front of David Montgomery and 12,000 pounds of squatting run right up the middle and maybe you get it. But in that situation, time is more important than points. It doesn't matter how many points you get on that drive. Time matters more. You have to save that timeout. Because when they use that timeout, the game was over. Yep. The the odds of getting an onside kick because they've removed the amount of times that you can screw you just light somebody up on an onside kick, those are now unsportsmanlike. So the rate of getting an onside kick recovery has gone down substantially since they've instituted like it's sort of I don't know what the call for it is, like just an unnecessary roughness call where what they would used to do is and you were really good at this in practice, is you kick like the top ten percent of the ball. And in games. And yeah, we, we were, we were perfect except for a and I'll bitch about it. Uh, it hit Javorski lane's face mask and they got it. They didn't, they didn't call illegal touch. It hit his face mask. We recovered it within 10 yards and they said, Oh, penalty. I said, no, I'll touch his face mask. They didn't call it. Continue. Anyway, grant scribes grants 12 years, right? Grant scribes, grant scribes, yeah. never, expire. never expire, never <laughs> expire. Grant scribes never expire. Still bitter about it. Always good. Uh, but anyway, like you back in the olden days, you'd kick it and you try and get it go hop, hop. And that second hop, is a big pop up in the air. My, mine would always you would I would just hammer it in the ground first hop, boom, one big bounce. But now in college, if you do that, they can call a fair catch. And I want to ask you, and that, that's what they did in in this game. They did just one hop, just big bounce. I don't know why you can't call a fair catch in the NFL. I I think that they you probably could, but uh, I don't know if that rule is in place and that you don't want to leave it to the officials and unprotect yourself. Yeah. So like you would have to call fair catch and then immediately get back down into defensible position. But I think there's an automatic. You have to have it's you have to have a balanced formation, so it has to be five and five on kickoffs, and 
instead of six and four, like seven and three, like you could used to be. Uh, and you can't just like light somebody up. And because there's another thing is you have to be within one yard of the line of scrimmage at the point of the kick. So, or, and at any point. So you can't like take a huge run up. Cause like when we would recover onside kicks that I was on the field there and it was, I was a frontline guy. And then people behind me, like Darius Reynolds are going to run in and try and jump. And my entire goal on kickoff or on, on an onside kick was I'm going to run as fast as I can and put my shoulder, which usually was my left shoulder, because you're kicking from your, as we're looking at it, your left to right. I'm going to put my left shoulder through the guy in front of me's numbers and try and break his ribs. That's my whole goal. As soon as the ball's near, I'm not trying to recover it at all. And then Darius Reynolds is going to come behind me. He's going to try and jump and get it. We can't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. So you have to be at the line of scrimmage. You can't hit him before the ball's actually touched. So the odds of getting an onside kick are so infinitesimally small. When you burn that timeout on that third down, game is over. You said so what small? What? Infinitesim infinitesimally small. That's a, I've never heard that word before. I, I got a question quick. Yeah. Were you on the field for the Jeremy Reeves yes. return against Tech? That yep. was awesome. I got plowed awesome. over on that one. Absolutely demolished on that. Uh, I, I actually got yelled at in film because I didn't like aggressively attack the guy. Uh, it was I went and kind of like took half a step and didn't get as much juice into it as I needed to and got trucked. But the guy fell over because he trucked me, and so it was a good block. So when did you know that, like, it was gone? Crowd noise. Crowd noise? 100% crowd noise. Yeah. Yeah, I got screwed up. I, I mean, I was on the front line guy on that one. That was, I got blasted. Jeff was dead, and he woke up with birds spinning around and said, oh, what, what's going on? <laughs> all of a sudden, you Oh, hear, a touchdown. You hear, <laughs> and you're like, oh, shit, good job, Jeremy. Yeah. Good job, buddy. He's so fast. So fast. I, no, I, I thought I thought both games were great, though. And, you know, so, so happy for, for Brock. You know, it's... He gets so much hate, and for what? The kid has—he's done nothing but win, and like, he is one of the least paid guys on like their starting lineup. Can, can I? Can I say? I, I just—we'll do a Super Bowl preview next week because we we have that capacity yeah. to do so, uh, and I only want Iowa State game to get to. One of the things that is so Kansas City's played really, really well, and Kansas City's defense has not allowed more than twenty-seven points in any game this entire year. Steve Spagnuolo is really good. He's really good at disguising what he's doing, and he brings a ton of pressure. I don't think that uh, we don't need to necessarily look up this statistic, like the exact numbers, because it's pretty unequivocally true. Best quarterback in the NFL against the Blitz? Brock Purdy. So Kansas City builds their defense off of bringing a whole bunch of pressure uh, and trying to confuse where the pressure is coming from. Whether it's Shanahan in Brock's ear or just Brock being able to decipher it, He's really good at getting the ball to who he needs to when he needs to get there. The teams that have succeeded at getting him off his spot, it's really the Browns and the Ravens are the only two that have really done it. And the the Packers kind of, but it was more just shitty conditions and just, you know, yeah. whatever. But those One two off. teams can bring, they can, they have Miles Garrett and then they have, you know, the Ravens have Matabike and Jadavian Clowney and, you know, Owe, and like they can get pressure without bringing a ton of, without a blitzing a ton. So you can get pressure with four, you force them to throw. Well, that's not Kansas City's game. Like, uh, Chris Jones can rush the passer and a man who kind of, and Karlaft is kind of, but they tend to bring a lot more pressure. Brock is really good against pressure. So that system quarterback where he's just getting the ball dink and dunk, that offense is really good against this defense. So like if he can, if Brock can navigate where that ball is going, he might be, it might be a game where Brock has like 275 yards, but he doesn't really throw it down the field all that much. If Kansas city's defense is going to present the way that they might. 
So it's Patrick on one side, it's Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, you know, uh, uh, arguably the best passer receiver combination that the NFL has ever seen. Yeah. Uh, and on the other side, you have a guy who an offensive system who is built to attack weaknesses when you present them and blitzes are weaknesses in the back half. So like this game, I, I don't think this is going to be as much of a defensive slugfest as people are going to give it credit for because of the way that San Francisco is set up to play. So I don't know. This is, this is a really fun matchup to me. I love seeing Brock just do what he was doing really his freshman year at Iowa state and just backyard football. When a play breaks down, he's just taking off his legs and like he took off one where he was kind of, you know, kind of snake around. I think it was later in the game. I kept saying, get down, Brock. Go, 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 get down, go, go, get down. And like, because if he gets hit, if, if he gets hit and hurt, like Sam Darnold, like they're done. Like Sam Darnold's not going to do anything. But um, but no, I, it's a system. The system is what's successful, Grant. Brock is trash. Get yes. that through your head. Yes, he meant to throw it to the the defender and bounce off his face mask and IU cut it. To, although I will say that that would have been a pass interference had they not had he not caught that. And that is why IU didn't catch it. And that's why I bounced off his face mask because the guy impeded yeah, actually on. there was a flag thrown yeah but then I th yeah and, and then yeah. they waved it off because they because it didn't need it yeah yeah so it still would have been a it wouldn't have been a touchdown but it yeah. would have been uh well it wasn't even a touchdown anyway chris mccaffrey yeah. ran it in yeah one play later uh I, I will say just one one last thing in regards to to basketball um man i thought kansas was gonna i, I we were, i would say it was up nine and i was still like on i was uneasy because kansas kept it was beautiful they kept driving in getting fouled and then shooting free throws and when a team it can shoot free throws and score points without taking time off the clock. That's when Iowa State might be in trouble because we've seen it so often this year that Iowa State has gone on lulls where, you know, two, three, four minutes where they haven't scored and then teams, we allow teams to get back into it. Although I think the team has kind of turned in that page. And I'm really, I'm really proud of the, the transfers for, you know, I've said that they've been tied butthole for a while and they've just need to loosen up a bit. They're loose now. Jiggy's out <laughs> loose, there. Loose buttholes. Yeah. Now. That's, that's not a good thing. Loose buttholes. Jiggy's out here balling. Keyshawn's out here balling. Um, Trey King. Trey King's not trans. I mean, it tra at one point transfer. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's it's just it's good to see the guys that you know playing loose and um, just having fun and, and really um, just playing good ball. But but I am I am worried. Iowa State went nine of eighteen from free throws. Uh, that that's got to get better. But also, better. I think it's who's shooting them. You know, like uh, Taman went. I think it's maybe fifty percent from it. Which yeah, Taman's he's got to get better. Got to get better. And then Rob Jones shot a lot too. Yeah. So like the, your two of your lesser free throw shooters are shooting. If it was like. If it was like Kurt Jones and Milan, they're going to make most of them. But or or even um, Keyshawn, like you're probably going to make most of them if that's the case. But yeah, um, I think the thing that's most impressive about this last couple weeks or really yeah, th last three games with TCU, Kansas State and Kansas is the fact that Iowa State won. And, and really, this is while we're correlating like the 49ers and and Iowa State is early in the season, the 49ers and Iowa State separately in different sports. Uh, if they could establish the tempo of the game, they would win the game. If they couldn't establish the tempo of the game and they had to play at somebody else's tempo, then they weren't able to do it. Yep. Well, the last two weeks, Green Bay Packers set the tempo of that game. San Francisco managed to come back to win. Uh, the Lions set the tempo of that game. San Francisco said, all right, we're playing this tempo. And they switched it up. Same thing that's happened with Iowa State is that they have matched whatever tempo is necessary to win against Houston. It's a freaking just knees, knees to the nuts just again and again and again. And they won that slugfest of a game. And then you get in this boat race with Kansas where it's just off, clicking offensive efficiency on both sides of the ball. And you're able to win that too. 
So I think the defensive presence that this team has, but also the fact that there isn't, like, if I were to say best scorer on the team, who is it? They're very versatile. Right. I would have, I would have I said Milan, but but then, they, you know, Kansas had a really great game plan to stop him, and then, you know, Trey, Trey, King, Trey, goes King, nuts. Trey King goes nuts. But Keyshawn's been our most uh, hey. efficient guy over the last Kurt Jones. four games. Kurt Jones had, what, 30 in the last two games? Yeah. I mean, Taman can still score from wherever he's going to do it. Hassan is going to be a big putback guy. Uh, there's no one... Like the the Bill Belichick defensive system is always, I'm going to take away your first two things that you like to do and you have to do your third. Okay, take away the first two things that Iowa State wants to do. Their third, fourth, and fifth aren't that much different than their first and second. So they, while they don't have a, I don't know, fill in the blank, I don't know, like from last year or the year before, like Paolo Bancaro, like you don't have that guy, but you also don't have, uh, you, you don't have no one that's really an offensive liability that's going to be out on the floor. So yeah. you can play any game that you need to, to win, make a zillion threes, make three threes and get into a rock fight. It doesn't really matter. That's the thing that's been the most impressive about this team. Um, and honestly, that's like the, the women that they sort of can do that, but they're just too young to figure out like exactly down in crunch time to be able to do it, but give them like another 20 games total. They're going to be doing the ex exact same thing. If not sooner of being able to say, all right, they're not letting, what Addie Brown get to whatever, like that kind of elbow jumper. They're not letting whoever, you know, shoot Bellinger shoot threes. They're, they're running her off the line. Okay. Well we find another way to get it done. So I don't know. It, it feels like that's the thing that is kind of consistent with both teams. Just Iowa state's women's team is younger than the men's team, but they just, they can play any game, roll the ball on the floor. We'll go play. Yeah. This team's been super impressive, especially the last couple of weeks. And I think, I think Baylor is, um, you know, it's gonna be a tough test, but I'm glad that it's, Kind of got a bye week in there, if you will. There's no no game in the middle of the week. Can so, I have a Grant Scribes? So Taman can. Uh, Grant Scribes, but Jeff. Well, I might I might Jeff touch Grimes? on I might touch on it. So I'm I'm glad that there's the like a bye week, if you will. So Taman can can rest. You know, I'm not looking forward to when we play Baylor's camera angle. Play Baylor, Altitude Baylor? sickness. Baylor's their camera, camera angle. angle. My God, how do you not account for that? How do you not? That's the, oh my, that's so bad. And like I I I, I kind of get dizzy. It's legit hard to watch. Yeah. Cause like it almost look, it almost feels like a fisheye camera just because of how like the weird panning of like yeah. the court moves when it pans back and forth because it's so high versus like when it it's in an appropriate angle you're panning across the court but the court stays because it's so high like when you turn it it almost looks like the rectangle goes from like thirty degrees one way to like thirty degrees the other way so you're like shifting the whole field of vision I legit I would not be surprised if between ESPN or Fox or CBS or the Big Twelve came to Baylor this offseason and said, like, hey, your new stadium is great. You've got to get this camera angle fixed because it's an unwatchable TV product. I don't understand why they built the new stadium. It's smaller than their old one, and they were they had fine attendance at the old one. I get they wanted to sell it out and have it be raucous, but, like, to go from, like, an 11,000 um, capacity stadium to, like, 7,000? What are you guys doing? Tiny-ass stadium shooting video from outer space? I don't know. Um, I'm not looking forward to that. One, one last thing I'll say um, – Kind of a kind of a a, a brag here, a, a proud husband moment. Um, Grants, my, not gripes, not gripes, Grants, 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 Grants. Um, I'm proud of my wife. She she had uh, launched her. She she owns her own interior design business, and she's been open for about, about a year and a half. She really got busy right from the get go, and hadn't really had time to like build a website and get her Instagram followers and and Instagram profile up and running. Um, she finally launched her her Instagram and and website on this last week. So really proud of her. So if you know any of our listeners, yeah. So, so if any of our listeners, you know, have any kind of home renovations, um, renovations or remodeling or, you know, need some some custom furniture or wallpapering, really anything that comes to, you know, doing anything to your home, you know, with rates being as high as there, a lot of people are kind of re redoing their homes. Um, 
give my wife a shot. It's uh, our website. Yep. Her, her, her website is westwoodhouseofdesign.com. And then same thing on Instagram. It's just Westwood House of Design. We used to live on Westwood. So mm, for, that's it. our first houses. So it's named after a street. Yep. So she's got, you know, she's got like a, um, um, like an, a newsletter that she writes, you know, weekly. So it'll be fun to, she'll email or monthly. She'll, she'll email that out or, you know, shoot an inquiry if you got any questions. So she's, she's super talented, dude. Like to see, to see her thoughts go from like her, her brain to like paper to like real life. My that's mind, cool. my mind doesn't, doesn't Grant's work greats, that man. way. Grant's great. So, um, do you have anything, um, I guess we need to talk about, uh, yeah, the interview of the week. Yeah. Golf and Athletics interview of the week. We, uh, we started our DMPS stuff, uh, last week we had, I think 26, no, it was 15 and 13 and 28 kids come out last week, uh, Wednesday. And then another 11 came on Thursday. So we had, you know, something like 30, what is that math? 39 kids that we got to serve at DMPS. It was great energy. They were super fun. We did have one moment though, where like one thing with sprinting technique is you legitimately, you need to build ankle strength because literally you're trying to push off and you have to reload your ankle. So you have to be on the balls of your feet. So your ankles need to be strong and shoes tend to inhibit the capacity to that. So you, you want to sometimes train barefoot. We're working with junior high kids. We had them take their shoes off to do stuff. Smell is not great. Like probably like Jerome Tang, probably what I imagine it smelled like. It's just lingering fart. But it was, the energy was awesome. The kids, I mean, it was, it was so much fun to be there. So we're doing it again Wednesday. So if you didn't sign up last, last week, we still got room. Go ahead and show up for uh, Wednesday. So again, DMPS stuff that is at central campus, 345 for elementary, 445 on Wednesdays uh, for junior high and 445 on Thursdays for junior high. So with that being said, that's the Goldfinch Athletics interview. We're ahead of the Goldfinch Athletics interview of the week with Cyclone Jim Carrey, John Swanson. All right. And now we welcome in an instant Cyclone legend. Um, some, some will call him the Kansas State killer. Some refer to him as Jim Carrey. Uh, Jerome Tang calls him daddy. Ladies and gentlemen, John Swanson. Welcome in. I mean, this is, this is, we've had Chris Felica on and this is the best, this is the best get we've ever gotten for sure. Oh, this is wow. the best get we've ever gotten. Oh, wow. uh, for, first question I want to ask, I'm actually going to dive in. I'm going to dive in. No, first. I, I mean, this is, the, I'm going to hit the hot hitting question. How much money did TJ pay you to get those signals to him? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, I first mean, of all, it's like a Polaroid camera because we don't have Wi-Fi or cell phones or cell phone stuff. <laughs> Airdrop it. So I, yeah, so I used a Polaroid camera. Uh, shake it yeah. really fast for a while. Exactly. And then he passed it's, it to one of the managers who's got the mop yeah. in his hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had like an, put assembly, it, we had an assembly line going. And he put we were, it in the mop and exactly. then he took it over so we while he was it. mopping. We were shaking it too. <laughs> You know, blowing it so it would show up fast. Yep. Yeah, that, that's that's what happened. That is so great. That, that's what I was going to ask him, John. Are you the one who was recording? <laughs> and is that why you just gave it to Drome Tang when he got teed up? Just cry, baby. You caught us. <laughs> so great. So, John, you you are. I mean, you've been all over all over social media. You know, since really, you know, Kansas State. You know, you came in the corner doing the cry, baby, and it just. Oh, just <laughs> absolutely dehumanized Jerome Tang. And I loved every second of it because I have said vehemently on this podcast how much I hate Kansas State. And, so the fact and, that you're doing that. And and I would A+. say uh, in, in my view of Kansas State, and it was actually funny because Williams and Bloom on Sunday said sort of the same feeling that I had, which is like the football program. And I still kind of can separate the two. We're like the football program. It sort of feels like, and I would lump like Oklahoma State and Texas Tech um, and even a little bit Kansas into this bunch of being like, we're the forgotten crew, like the people that don't, you know, the big 12, the OG, like no one wants it. So like Oklahoma state, Texas tech, Kansas state, we we're together. And like the football program, I still kind of feel that with and climates from Iowa and whatever, but this, like, it was like a friendly, like sort of like, 
yeah, you're my brother and like I can talk shit to you and you can talk shit to me, but no one else can talk shit to us. Uh, this does not feel the same. Like, no, frank This, we went from friendly to this like accusations of cheating and throwing stuff and racist comments yeah. and not standing behind it at all. And I'm like, all right. I mean, I'm a pretty forgiving guy, but like this, this doesn't I, feel like it's hit the right nerve. They're one, of, they're one of my least favorite teams in the Big 12 now because of this. Yeah. And that's, that's I, I was texting Jeff and Aiden, you know, I, I think during and after the game, I was like, Jerome Tang, like I kind of liked him, you know, before this game. Me then Ellis came out, and I'm like, no, this guy is by far my, my least liked, I don't even say hated coach in the Big 12. Like, allegations, yeah. the, 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 the allegations yeah. to come after TJ's integrity when, right. come on, like TJ has been a great coach for years. And then, you know, their fans were saying, oh, well, people were saying that the same thing. Uh, they were doing for Oklahoma State, which Oklahoma State is, we've already talked about them. They're booty cheeks. They're terrible. And then, perineum. Perineum. And then also, you know, to beat Houston. Well, the same guy in the white hat, in the white hat is in the same seat record. Oh, you mean so he's got season tickets? Just <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the stuff that their <laughs> fans came up with, I'm just like, you guys are ridiculous. It's conspiratorial. It's so, conspiratorial garbage. Yeah. So I, I got to ask, like, during that moment, because not necessarily like the moment before kind of fussing, because your seats are what, like three or four rows, like two, three rows back from yeah, where the Kansas State bench is? Uh, we're super blessed. So we're actually right in between the two benches, actually okay. on, this, on, on the aisle, on the side of the aisle that uh, that's on the Iowa State bench. Um, but but I, the the the, the way I, one of the ways I'm blessed is that uh, I have an aisle seat, which gives me some freedom to uh, step out into the aisle, and then there's some steps that get me get me a little closer, and I take uh -huh. I take advantage of that. Yeah. Uh, I when it's appropriate and needed for, for Hilton magic to, you know, do the thing. Uh, so, and, and I was called for, it was needed guys. We needed it. It was absolutely um, needed. You know what I mean? I mean, he, he, he was in TJ's box. He was in TJ's box. That's the thing. That's that what's absolutely amazing to me is that like, so let's say, let's play this moment and I'll have a question after this, I promise. But like, after let's, let's play this hypothetical forward of, so let's say there was an instance where, Option A, there was something inappropriate being said. Uh, option B was something, things were being thrown. Or option C, uh, things were being recorded. Let's say any one of those things were true. What's TJ going to do? Like he does, TJ, the head coach, in that instance, doesn't have the license to be able to kick somebody out. The referees do. But the problem is, is that you've been just bitching to the referees for like 45 straight minutes about everything. So if you were to ask like the one person who actually, one group of people who actually would have the capacity because like, if the referees didn't like what you were doing, they could come up to you and say, hey, uh, buddy, John, Jim Carrey, uh, you, you got to get out of here. And they, you would have to. Like, security would have to come get you and you'd leave. Yeah. What's TJ going to do? He doesn't have the authority to kick somebody in the stands out. The referees yeah. do. Like, I don't yeah. know what Tang was hoping to get out of right. that inst out of that interaction, right. even if one of those things was actually true. I don't right. know what was potentially going to be. be so so, so like two, ob two observations from that comment. Um, one is related... Um, to uh, to the Kansas State um, fan base and and obviously you know Jerome Tang, they obviously don't know T that TJ would rather lose than win the wrong way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they don't know TJ. Mm -hmm. They don't. They they don't. They don't. That's what that showed me. Um, they they don't know TJ. They don't know the integrity of the program and the quality of the people running the running the program and making sure that things that happen at Hilton are 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 fun and in good spirit and fair and equitable. Um, and that that's that's one thing. The other thing, it wasn't even I. 
Jerome was on my bad list early in the game. It was maybe at the end of the first half. And I don't care if you're an assistant coach, an opposing player, uh, an opposing fan. Don't, don't, don't do that. But um, if you're if you're yelling while our team's shooting free throws in the silence, in the sacred silence of Hilton Coliseum, uh, that's that's like an immediate write off for me. That that yeah. flip, that makes me flip out. That that's like a big pet peeve of mine. And and there was some of that going on. And that's that's what really I think got me maybe a little more hyped up than I. <laughs> would on a normal day well uh, that's what i want to ask you too is that you know obviously you you, you the, the the gif of you you know crybaby is, is has taken over and um i mean are, are you like that every game or you just was it just like the momentum of the game and just kind of the the, the well, series of you know, yeah. events that happen and just, I, just I, hit you? this is what's funny about all this i i've been doing this for like 10 years guys <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's just the right yes. shot, man. Hey, you were building, you know, the, the the whole bamboo shoot thing. It takes four years to grow the roots, and then finally it shoots up in four days. I'm dead up, serious. I'm dead serious. Ask ask my friends, ask the people around around that sit around me. It's a great group of people. Uh at you know, at, at in between those benches there, um, that that bring their own sort of secret elixir of Hilton magic to the table. But um because it takes it, it takes it all. It takes the students. It takes all the fans. It takes every everybody. Um, but yeah, I've been doing this for a decade. Uh, for, like bar none, um, Mach ten. Uh, <laughs> love it. Love That's every. That's great. Yeah. And, and it's, it's like, better too. It's like three three things. You know, family uh, and family family work and clones. That's a a plus. It's the right <laughs> priority. Uh, Even better than you know, just it, it happened to be. You know, drum tang gets a gets a T, and then in the same week, and then you get on camera. In the same week, our very next opponent, Kansas, gets a T. They come back to you, and you're just enjoying your brat. <laughs> you're, you're hanging you're out, just dancing in yeah. the aisle. And uh, then, and then Rafter, he just right right on, was, right on, was it was Iron Eagle. Oh, all right, right on cue. He was ready for it. That was awesome. Whoever, so we, prepped, whoever prepped him did a wonderful job. That yeah. Was, well, I'm, cool. I'm sure he probably saw he probably saw your you know the Iron, yeah Iron's a pro man. Iron's Iron's yeah. one of the best in the biz. Yeah. So, so we clearly. we had kind of talked before, John. Um, I want the fans to get to know you a little bit more. Yeah. Um, if if that's okay. So tell tell us cool. your story. You, you know, we we had talked about season tickets to men's football games, basketball yeah. games. Tell the fans a little bit more about who who John Swanson is. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to. Um, so just a normal guy. Um. Uh, name's John Swanson, live in Des Moines, blessed with an amazing family, um, who puts up with my antics. I got, uh, two five-year-old, uh, I'm sorry, six-year-old now as of last week, twin boys, um, wow. that I'm, that I'm appropriately grooming. Um, you'll see them there. One of them actually is kind of, it's kind of funny. He looks like a little, um, uh, he looks like a little ha- like, like version of Harry from, you know, Harry and Lloyd from Dumb and Dumber. I might have to get my creative juices out there flowing a little bit, but, um, and get, get, him a, get him a little cane, like a father, son, uh, Harry and Lloyd King costume. I don't know. That's awesome. Um, but been going to clone games since I could talk, um, ha- have some fun facts. My aunt Sandra, this is a fun one. Um, uh, my, my wonderful aunt Sandra, uh, Sandra Robinson, uh, worked for decades at Hilton uh, behind the scenes. Um, she should go down in Cyclone Folklore. She, um, she actually came up with the idea to make the, the clone cone, the colors Cardinal and Gold. Wow. So that's oh, a, my God. That's, that's a fun one. Um, Paul. Isn't that cool? Legend. Isn't that what cool? I know. Every time I have one, I think of her. You got to ask her, why, why do we just stick with vanilla then? Why don't we mix up the, the flavors? Yeah, you know, that's a good fair, I mean, it's a fair question. If you like hard, I, in defense, 
Hard to make chocolate yellow. Yeah, you could go like strawberry lemon and be like strawberry lemonade. It might be kind of tasty. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Hey, there's room for product expansion. That's the good right. thing. Anyways, continue um, on. Uh, so I learned my tenacious and kind of in-your-face approach and I guess passionate approach to cheering on my team from my – if I had to give one – one person credit be my it'd be my deceased grandma uh, margaret swanson um who uh would let the refs just have it you know at the age of eight love that oh it was awesome it was awesome <laughs> what are you gonna say to an old lady she's she's 80 and she's chirping at the referee what are you gonna say what do you come on to yourself what are you gonna say well, we, 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 we saw it. an old guy next to you john when you were giving it to tang the old guy next to you was <laughs> and people are like who is this old guy in a sweater Give oh my god it's tang. just and i think that was just i gotta appreciate the scene too because you are i mean just jim carrey in liar liar level facial expression and then right next to you is a guy who looks like he's going to be like donating $10 into the Salvation Army bucket outside of high V, just shooting Tang the biggest technical tee. And needs that needs to be a thumbs down is what that needed ooh, to be. Ooh. The thumbs down in traffic. The, uh, but yeah. I mean, just the scene there of like sweet, old, sweet white haired guy teeing him up and then Ace Ventura with the Ace Ventura. down face. I mean, just it's art. It's art is what it was. Yeah. It's, so John, John, I had seen to, that, that you had tweeted out that you um, you had to buy another shirt uh, this last game. Is that is that true? Yeah, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Is that embarrassing? <laughs> I, no. I, uh, yeah, I did. How it got messy? What depends on there. That, depends on how I, it got messy. Did you pee? Went, that would be different. Yeah, that's true. It, it was it was just <laughs> it was just perspiration, folks. Um, yeah, I uh, I I needed a sweat rag for my hair. So the pro the problem with the long hair is you know it it perspires and then it drips and then it. You know, next thing you know, you're jumping around and it's spraying, and so you got to control it. Um, so when you're getting after it, just eating hot dogs in the aisle, you got to you got to sweat rag. Yeah, and dan dancing to tease. Yeah, you got to you got to take care of yourself, right? Uh, so I went up, went across, picked up another T-shirt, and problem solved. People were asking me, "Did you switch? Did you switch? Did you bring like two outfits to games?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> that, is, that, I, that I don't. I'm this not is a like, necessity purchase." Exactly, exactly. So fair question. The answer is yes. That's awesome. Uh, so for the Kansas State game, we're just going to flip back game yeah. one to game two. Being a person that was so close, because I think the, the the person that that was the closest to the instance of whatever, I really, the only thing we know happened is getting uh, managers with a mop getting jawed at. And Williams and uh, some of the, like, I think Mike Swain was over there too. But like, or not Mike Swain, that would have been Kansas. But anyway, what could you when that was happening could you guys hear that of like letting the the managers know like I, I don't know if you if you could sense the simmer from kansas state's bench or just saw tango over i think TJ. I, I think i saw the assistant coach go over i wasn't aware of what was being exchanged um all i know is that there was just a lot of liberties being taken and from from drone tang and you know marching his way down across past the scores table into TJ's space. Um, and again, like, like, like one of you just mentioned like that, you go to the ref for something like that. You don't, you don't, you don't accost the, you don't accost the other coach. It was just, it was just all weird. It was, it was, it was weird. Well, weird. I, I had seen Tang last year. I, I had seen an article where someone was trying to put him on a high horse that, you know, the, the Kansas state fans were, chanting a cuss word at uh, the refs or the opposing team at some point. And Tang, I got on the loudspeaker and was like, hey, like, don't swear. So I, I think he was hoping TJ would, would do that. But TJ didn't have time for that. 
Get, get your ass out of my box, coach. And get right. this ass open, we're delivering to you. So I don't well, know. It just that, across the line. And where has Tang been since? Yeah. He? Uh, there was technical down at Houston because he was complaining as an official. And then as far as the. The, I mean, I mean, his response to to the you know obviously they said they're not going to respond. He, he he had said that he he talked to TJ sense the matter and they're fine with where they're at. But it's like how, yeah. how can you mm-hmm. and he you know he he is he is digging his heels in that I I haven't said anything that everything that has come out has has come from reporters so it's all hearsay and, yeah. and I don't know it's it's bullshit to me that he was wanting to keep it between the coaches if that is what he had said and for TJ to be like yeah I'll keep this shot of my integrity between us okay when, when, when it was when it was his events that caused an action that resulted in his fan base making false accusations that damaged unfairly the integrity of our program they owe us they owe they owe the public a response and they owe the public an apology they owe us an apology they just yeah. do yeah this uh, so we haven't gotten it and we're not going to and that's I okay would, you do accept uh, that I, and, I would say this though so this is a situation that i i think from from my perspective, as far as like a PR standpoint, I'm going to use a weird example. Jerome Tang farted at a party. So in this, we're going there. In this situation, we needed to. Yeah. So if someone else reacts and responds to that by saying, ha, that's funny, or, oh man, Jerome, what are you doing, buddy? Then they're allowed to laugh it off. In the situation where TJ said, this is an inexplicable action. And then everybody knows in that in this example that the fart came from Jerome Tang. The more that that smell lingers in the air, the yeah. worse it looks on Jerome Tang. That's the apology enough. of saying, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, excuse me, whatever, put your finger on your nose, whatever that is, the more that this lingers without any substantive evidence that it actually was something going on, whether it's, again, illicit things being said or whatever, stealing, sign stealing, whatever, the more that this goes without proof, the apology, without the apology, TJ's already made it clear this never happened. So the longer this goes without it being addressed, the worse and worse it looks on Tang and Kansas State and not Iowa State. That's some, someone saying, yeah. again, it's it's the farting in public. Like, I know that you did it. You know that you did and the whole world knows that you did it. I just yeah. get over it and apologize, say excuse me and move on. And so like that, it also, yeah. it's more of a, on a philosophical level is there's a there's a, a sentence of something like a pure, I think it's a, a Hindu proverb, which is a pure soul is like a mirror and it respects, it reflects back to you. So if you think about like the sweetest old lady, and if you say like, piss off grandma, everyone knows around you that you look way worse because that person reflects your character back to you. And so like in an instance where Iowa State clearly did nothing wrong. Now granted, we're a little biased, but Iowa State clearly did nothing wrong. Sorry, sign stealing. Except beat that ass. That is. But the more it comes back again, just the more this situation sits, like if they don't have an apology, that's fine. That's terrible PR for Kansas state. That's nothing at, at this Horrible. point, Iowa state's hands Horrible. are clear. So like Kansas state at this point for their own sake needs to issue an apology because yeah. again, they farted in a room. We all know you did it. You know, you did it. The Texas tech knows you did it. Texas knows you did it. And you better believe that every venue that Jerome Tang and Kansas state goes into from now on forward, especially your techs, especially your Kansases, you're going to see crybaby faces. You're going to see binoculars. You're going to see uh, Polaroid cameras. You're going to see everything yeah. to just piss him off yeah. until he apologizes and owns it. And it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. So, hell, don't apologize. Fine. Do it. Yeah, exactly. I, I love all your comments. I also love that one of the top 10 uh, fart 
analogies I think that I've ever heard. Uh, combined with it, I think I heard a, some Hindu prophecy in there as well. That was a solid. I feel like that's a lineup, dude. I feel like that's that's pretty pretty. You, you intertwine those. <laughs> yeah, that's very, perfect. Very well. To a T. That's the first okay. I've ever heard a philosophical Hindu phrase intertwined with a fart reference. But Thank you. Jerome Tang, lingering fart, is now his <laughs> his name. So now when you think of Jerome Tang, you, you can't you cannot say just Jerome Tang. It's Jerome Tang, lingering farter. So guys, if it's okay, let me let me talk about my dad a little bit. My dad, absolutely. Um, uh, my dad, man, God bless my dad. My dad, um, again, like I think I told you guys this from before the cat podcast. But, um, uh, he's had those seats. Uh, both my parents went to Iowa State. I think they got. I know they got engaged under the clock tower and all that. Um, you know, my mom is originally from New Jersey. Came to Iowa State in the nineteen in late nineteen sixties, all the way from New Jersey. Mm. Um, and they met, they met there, uh, or they met at Iowa state. Uh, so grew up, you know, going to all the games. Um, uh, I remember as a seven to eight year old, uh, my bedroom was right above our basement. Um, and I always knew if we won or lost because I'd heard a bunch of mummer curse words and like <laughs> basketballs being thrown <laughs> against the wall and like, you know, uh, things breaking if we lost. And then I'd hear like, you know, ecstatic joy if we won. Um, so this, 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 this intensity and this passion is kind of like, it's innate in me. It's kind of my, it's, it's part of me. It's in my blood between that and my grandma. Um, my dad's side just comes from a long line of Iowa farmers. We don't have pro teams here. So this is what you get. Yep. Right? Um, never change either. You know, you never change, never change. Grew up, you know, obviously adoring, looking up to Fred Hoiberg, Julius Mikulik, Lauren Meyer, Kenny Pratt, Dedrick Willoughby, Kentrell Horton, Marcus Pfizer, you know, the list goes on, Jamal Tinsley, Nick, uh, gosh, uh, Nick Nurse, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, Michael Nurse, sorry. Um, Nick, uh, Nick Nurse was an old coach, though. Yep, that's Raptors right. Legend that's, now. right. that's right, that's right. Um, and then, uh, you know, moved, um, so lived through all those eras. Um, gosh, those, those 2000, 2001 teams. Barring the 2001 upset against Hampton, those were fun teams to watch. Um, and then you stay sheet had his had his exit. I went to college, went to Lehigh University out in Pennsylvania. I uh, wanted to get out of the state, um, and we didn't have sh like the streaming services that we have then. So it was like a blackout period for me for Iowa State basketball, which was really sad. I actually noticed it in my life. It impacted my life. It impacted the quality of my life. It's like it's like us when we have a bad. You know, that 2021, um, 2022 season, um, I think that's right. Yeah, the 2020, the 2021, that 2021 season, I, uh, you know, when you don't have a, a, a six month period of exciting Iowa State basketball, doesn't it just leave this like big gaping hole in your guys' lives? Mm -hmm. um, it, it, it puts me into this winter depression that, uh, that now, you know, that I understand. So anyway, coming back from college from, from out East and landing in the Hoiberg in the Hoiball era was that like, was fun. Oh, so fun. Cause he was, he was my hero growing up. Uh, he was all our heroes growing up. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and then, you know, he recruited, you know, he, he pioneered the transfer game. He started the transfer game. Yep. Um, was really successful with it. I remember, and you know, if, if I'm going to beat Kansas, I, I can't be recruiting freshmen. And he was so right. Um, and then, uh, you know, the prom eras were the prom, prom era was tough. 
uh, made it through it. I'm a huge Otzelberger fan. Um, just the, his principled approach, uh, his intensity, his dedication, how much he cares for these players. Uh, huge Otzelberger fan. I'm not telling anybody on here anything that you all don't agree with. Yeah, I mean, 100%. And that's the, the thing that I really appreciate with TJ is that, like, everything that you go, why don't you just do that? They do. You know, like, there's no, there's no, right. there's no stone that's unturned of being like, you know, we're doing this because, damn it, we have, or damn it, yeah. we're going to. It's like, he know. tries it. If you yeah, can't, he tries things. If you don't have shooters, play better defense. Okay, right. well, let's do that. If you don't have a big, then maybe you just have lockdown perimeter defenders. Okay, well, now you got a big. Let's funnel everything to, like, it just makes strategic sense all yep. the time. Yep. And uh, I don't know. That's the cool part to me is that you sort of go, there's not a lot of gripes that you can have of being like, we should try this. And like, oh, we already did. Yep. The thing, the thing I love about TJ, I can really appreciate about him too, is that, you know, something that coach Campbell says all the time, or players plays for me, players formations plays, you know, TJ is really, he has really customized each season to his, his player strengths. Yeah. His defense has always been, you know, the backbone, but he's not gonna, you know, like if we're not a really strong three point shooting team, He's not gonna, you know, draw up plays so that Iowa State's shoot a bunch of threes. You know, if we have a, a dominant guy down low, you know, I, I thought I thought their their game plan versus Kansas was beautiful in that, you know, hey, if Dickinson is gonna cover Trey King, you know, Dickinson's a little slower to get out there. And Trey King is, you know, he hasn't really shot the three very much nope. since he's been in Iowa State, but I think he's a good enough three point shooter. He has such a slow release though. If yeah. you have like, you know, a smaller, quicker guy on you, he may not be able to get him off. And with Dickinson just kind of being a in, you know, an ogre out there, getting yep. up there. Yep. Kind of has a little more time to get a shot up, so yep. made him pay. I thought I thought it was an awesome, you know, perfectly executed game plan uh, by Iowa State. You know, and I have a lot of respect for Bill Self. I have yeah. a lot of respect for a lot yeah. of the Big Twelve coaches. I, I'm yeah. not like a. I, I like except, to give people the benefit one. of the doubt. You know, except one, maybe two. Except, except one, I, I I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I, I you know, and and hopefully, you know, I'm I'm sure. I'm sure Jerome's a good a good guy. Uh, I think he had a bad day and made a misjudgment. Um, let's let's try to give him the benefit of the doubt, guys. It's hard. I'm I not know. going to f him. All right. No, you're right. The, the farts, maybe he's the just farts having, in the air. The yeah, farts maybe, in the air. He's just having, yeah. Calls on you, man. Yeah, do maybe, you say maybe. excuse me or do you just let it sit? Like we all we all smell it. Everybody smells it. It just sucks because he's had he's had multiple occurrences of of just of just bitching after after losses this year. Um, um and that farts just lingering, man. Just, just lingering, man. The more so of reason for I'm just thinking about my words right now combined or taken in 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 context of how I'll behave when he's at Hilton next. And there's probably gonna be a juxtaposition. Is what I mean is I should yeah. probably shut my mouth. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's probably good. Um I don't know, is there anything else? I, I think I guess what it, there's no there's no like follow-up act that you can't like upstage you can't plan passion yeah, i don't know where this goes now yeah, i don't think just be yourself and just let it come to you know it's sometimes you know <laughs> when, when, when i dance i enjoy dancing like at weddings and stuff yeah. i don't know like what my next dance is going to be you know yeah yeah you know just yeah just, and John other, Swanson, other, just let it rip i would love to be able to somehow roll this into benefiting the we will collective in a way yeah um, you know i don't know if there's a, a player that wants to uh, I I don't know. Uh, release a shirt with some Jim Carrey. I we gotta be careful Ooh. with copyright stuff. But yeah, Jim Carrey probably has. Some yeah, he might, he, yeah, he might not like that. Um, he might love it, and maybe we need to get him to a halftime show. Uh, mm. You know, to do a halftime show or something. 
Um, but we need the Jim Carrey from 30 years ago. That was <laughs> the Ace Ventura and Dumb and Dumber Jim Carrey is who we, who's who we really want. Um, you know, his, his hair is kind of longer right now, like yours, though. It is. It is it's, it, but, I mean, just, it, I feel like he's just got like 30 years on you, though. Like, like yeah, just, the similarity is yeah. not quite the same at this it's point. True. It's uh, true. It's true. He's gone really zen now. Uh, chill, bro. Yeah, he's gone really zen and chill, and I'm I'm proud I'm proud of him for that for that. Um, but boy, he made a lot of people laugh. But where does this go? I I have no idea. I I've never uh, I I can't pick up my phone. Like I I just have to like turn it off. I uh, I don't know how to handle all this, guys. I'm I'm 40. I'm not 25. Um, uh, so I'm just taking it one. You know, I guess one, one play at a time. One play at a time. One time. One, one I was going to ask you if, if you're, you know, how like you're, obviously this isn't like life changing. Maybe it is. I don't know. But how, how your life has, has changed since, you know, since. Uh, since Ian Eagle calls you right. on uh, national yeah. television. I got stopped at the airport today and told I was a, I was a legend. Uh, yes. And mm, I'm like. Naturally. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just John. <laughs> 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 um, but, you know, and then at Hilton the other day, there there were a lot of of selfies that I took with, with people that, uh, that I'm happy to do. And it's fun. Um, so my, how has my life changed? It, it would probably be, um, social media, um, Instagram, you know, Instagram, Facebook, um, X, uh, not big on all those platforms, but, um, you know, there's been a lot of inbounds, um, uh, text messages, uh, videos, um, uh, a lot of people from around the country just because it was, you know, broadcasted on CBS. I got people reaching out to me from California, Washington, Indianapolis. Uh, uh, my my and when my father-in-law here here's when I knew it went viral. When my father-in-law, when I learned my father-in-law knew what the word viral meant. A. <laughs> okay. Two was was he said you know he's like he's like you've gone viral and that's when I that's when I knew it was official. Oh, um, shit, this is real. Yeah, I think the. Um, Barstool sports thing uh, uh, took it to took it to another level, um, and it just it, it was the perfect storm. Yeah, again, like been doing this for ten years, don't plan to stop. I was gonna say maybe maybe um, you could do some kind of like cameo thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. a good that's a good call. That's a good call. If you guys have any ideas on how to how to make this benefit Iowa State's program so we can keep these top athletes that continue to bring yeah. us joy that we that we have every night at that at that arena um you know i'm i'm all ears brent bloom call me bro let's be creative let's do something come on we've got his number i feel like uh i i mean off the top of my head do a donation of the we will collective with the uh caption somebody stop me feels really appropriate right now <laughs> at any dollar amount i feel <laughs> like that's cool. just at least one thing right now that if you're listening to this any dollar amount we will with the caption or, somebody stop or a, me. or a public we or a public million dollar gift with you know like the slogan so you're telling me there's a chance or something like that i don't know awesome. <laughs> something like that we got to we got to time <laughs> yes you had that this whole time uh we got have fun with it that's right. great well i i think mean, this is a uh, you're you're currently on a work trip so we need to take more of your your work trip out in sunny florida while we're hey let's see this 45 here so we're living this life. is this is important work we're doing here, boys. All right? right. This is important work. All right. I appreciate right. the opportunity. It's good. To, it's really nice to meet you too. Um, and thanks for having me on. It's an honor. For sure, yeah. man. And yeah, pleasure, you're, man. you're a, you're a hot commodity. I know, I know a lot of, uh, you know, they want to get you on, um, you know, a few different podcasts on the Cyclone Fanatic 
podcast network, but we were able to, to get to you first. So I appreciate you jumping on and joining with us. Happy, happy to do whatever as long as it advances the interests of our Cyclone Nation. For sure. We appreciate it. Thanks, John. All right, Chance. Take care. So that was our Goldfinch Athletic oh, Interview of the Week. Friggin' legend, man. I mean, just I again, I don't want to say legend necessarily, but what a fun, just like I mean, that is exactly what like when you say, you know, come to Iowa State for the fans. It's just there's like at in Hilton, there's fourteen thousand of that dude. And at Jack Trice, there's sixty thousand of that dude. It's just just the best. Just I mean, just pure like like I mentioned in the interview, like when you're just full of that much enthusiasm and fandom, you don't know what you're going to do. You don't, you're not going to dance in the aisle, eating a brat. You're going to, you know, do cry baby. It's just great. And you, I think you can say legend because, you know, he mentioned his, his grandparents and he had, he had told us off camera that his, his grandpa, he, that his family has had tickets since Hilton opened. Um, that was what? 76 in, in the same spot, even in the same spot. Yeah. So he's got fantastic seats at like the mid court, three rows up, Right behind the benches, yeah. Just, yeah, because his parents have had it. I mean, since since whatever, and his and, aunt and, came up with a clone cone. Yeah, the colors for the clone cone. What? And eight tickets? That's crazy to have eight tickets in that spot. It's nuts. Yeah. So that was awesome. Thanks again to you know for for John for hopping on. He's like I said, he was a hot commodity this week, and I'm I'm glad that we got him on. It sounds like other other places even outside of Cyclone Fanatic has tried to get him on. So Williams, no, it's Bloom. It's Bloom. Looking at you, Brent. Hey, looking at you. I, pre- I appreciate Dylan Kuhn though. You know, people had reached out to see if you know he could get they could get him on, and let him cook, and Dylan's like, "Well, I think I think Jeff and Grant got him." So, thanks for that, uh, Dylan. But that's all I've got, Jeff. I'm not sure if you got anything else. I think, no, I uh, I don't know. The only thing is, if you if you appreciate it and you want to kind of help Jim carry out, we will. If you donate, I don't know. Yeah, if and if you do donate, maybe maybe put in the in the tagline, you know, Jim Carrey or John Swanson, whatever. So, yeah. Fun, uh, fun episode, long episode, but uh, we'll wrap it up here. So thank you to all of our loyal, loyal listeners who are still listening. And remember, adapt, don't shop.